Oh. He's the only Mexican that left. That does real work. He's the last of the Mohicans. Oh, you thought it was a joke? No, it's a real deal. <laughs> he has a T-shirt with his face on it, and it says Samuel Mexican Cowboy Boy. And the people, when I wear that shirt, people think I'm being mean. They're like, I can't say that. Why do you call him a Mexican cowboy boy? He's a Mexican. His name is Samuel. Samuel. And he washed cars. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know people are afraid to say. And that's what he says about himself. How's Brenda? Brenda's well. She's, she's, she's still married to you? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and uh, I can respond to your questions and comments. And good morning, everybody. Okay. How y'all? Amazing. Any first timers? Oh, good. Right on. Um, What's your name and how did you find us? Oh, hold on for one minute. I'm sorry. Uh, my name's Eric. Um, I've been listening to your radio for about like three and a half years now. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. You live here in L.A.? I live in Riverside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any questions or disagreements? Uh, just one question. Um, so, there's a basketball player by the name of Kwame Brown. Uh, he's mentioned you, but I don't know if you're aware of what's going on with him. Um, the media as like a conglomerate, kind of trying to take him down. And he kind of represents like a manly man. He has a farm, he owns tractors, his own property, his own buildings. Yeah. And they're trying to tear him down. But he's standing alone and he's standing strong. And he mentioned you, and I was just wondering if you would ever have and That's the guy that uh, test out a picture with my book. He was reading my book. I'm not sure. Is that the same one? Yes. Uh, uh, I think he's coming on the show okay. on the Fallen yeah. State. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That was my only question. Are you, uh, have you gone and forgiven your mother? Not yet. Uh, After two years, what are you waiting on? <laughs> are you I, scared? No. Yeah, yeah, I am scared. Uh, <laughs> You're like, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, and what are you afraid of? It's, I'm not too sure. I'm just worried how she'll react. She's very, like, grand on how she reacts to things. Very uh, grand? Like, like very big on how she reacts. Like how? Give me an example. Like she'll like, what? Like she'll get my dad involved. Like he said this and just she'll bring it up. Like if there's a family around, it's just she'll make a scene. But I kind of planted the idea like, hey, like I'm not naturally frustrated. My dad's not like that. 
but I'm like that when I'm around you, you know. Yeah. And she was like, she kind of like agreed. She's like, oh my god, like you need to stay away from me then. So. And, but, should, so, and did she say that's right? Yeah. <laughs> so why do you why do you forgive her then? Uh, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. I, I should have. Or, How old are you? I'm 25. Isn't it amazing that an adult man is afraid of his mother? Yeah. Most people don't know how afraid they are of their mothers until they have to face them. Because they're not like going through life thinking about, I got to face my mother, right? But when they think about it, then they realize how afraid they are of the mother. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got to do it if you want to have a real life. Mm -hmm. Because you must be born again. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And so, two and a half years, right? Are you living with them? No, I'm not. Oh, good. Who you live with? By I, yourself? I live with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> From mama to mama. Right. <laughs> Is she older or younger? She's, uh, she's older than me. Uh, why don't you move on your own? Yeah, that's, that's next in line. And the answer is what? Why have you already? Uh, I've been out of a job for a while, but I have a job lined up already. So. You gotta go and forgive your mother, man, so you can be free. Yes, sir. And ask your father, why did he protect you from her? What? Nothing. Um, why are you looking crazy? Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've noticed that, like, because I'm Mexican, I was born here. You're Mexican? Yes, sir. You look black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been outside a lot, so. So, so what? I've been outside a lot. I've been taking it. That's outside. why you look that black? Yeah. <laughs> I think I got blacker. Do I look blacker? <laughs> Yesterday I was thinking, I look blacker. I was already black enough, right? So I'm thinking, Joel, do I look blacker? Blacker? Urban <laughs> said yes. <laughs> I don't look like I got blacker. So, but you, you, you look black with Mexican hair. Right. <laughs> so what is it like for you out on the street? People think you're black with Mexican hair. Most people think I'm Indian. Oh, yeah, you look like Indian as well. What? No. And both your parents are, are Mexicans? Yes, sir. They're, oh, okay. They were born in Mexico. Are they black too? My dad's kind of pale. <laughs> or not pale, but he's like whiter. Uh, my mom's dark. I think I'm darker than my mom, though. Oh, wow. Well, good, man. It's the wrong time to be black. <laughs> With all this mess. All right. Any other questions about it? No, sir. Okay. Uh, this is your first time? Yes, sir. And what's your name and how did you find us? Uh, my name is Manny. I found you by YouTube. Right on. Uh, I've been listening to you for like three, over three years now. Really? Uh-huh. Do you live in L.A.? No, I'm just visiting. Oh, where, where are you from? I'm from El Paso, Texas. Oh, yeah? Amazing. Uh, any questions about anything? Uh, not for right now, no. Oh, okay. Did you go and forgive your mother? Uh, yes, I did. How did it go? Uh, uh, normal, I guess. She started. She blamed my, on my dad. Of course. Of course, and then I forgave my dad when he was dying from COVID, uh, but he recovered from it. So So he was dying from yeah, COVID, he dying and then he recovered? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Right on. And so how's your life going now? It's going amazing, yeah, very, very, very well. 
Yeah. You living on your own? Yeah, I live by myself. Right on, man. How old are you? 23. Nice. See? 23 on his own. <laughs> and you living with mama. You call her sister, but it's still mama. Are you doing the side of the prayer? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you doing the prayer? Yes, sir. Make sure you guys stay with it, no matter what, all right? Any questions or disagreements, anything like that? Mm. Uh, what about what you do to grow your business when you got started? With the- One step at a time. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't compete with anyone. Just do what's in front of you to do every day. It's going to blow your mind. And it won't be stressful. And you'll look around one day. It'll be amazing. But you don't need a five-year plan. You don't need a t- extra money from the bank. Just do what's in front of you to do every day. And the needs will come, and God will meet the need. It will happen. Yeah, that's what I realized. I was going to school for business and everything, accounting and stuff. I dropped out and started my own business, and it's going very well. Good. What type of business here? I have a carpet cleaning business. Right on. And what's the name of it? Our brother's carpet cleaning. Carpenter? Yeah. Nice, man. 23, living on his own, and got a business. Yeah, I started. <laughs> and I started at 22. I went like everybody else is going to college, going in debt, you know, living with the parents and stuff. So yeah. I started hanging out with the. Uh, back then I was hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah. I was also in the military. Um, also in the military, is, uh, I found out there were some bad people there too. Yeah. Um, once I got out, it was very hard, man. They just the military just threw me out onto real life. You know, I had no, I had no, no like no real uh, sense about like being on my own and stuff like that. And my yeah. parents never had their own businesses. They just did the same thing their whole entire lives. So I'm like the first one out of my family that started their own business, right anything on. like that. And, and so the military threw you out? No, I was I was in. Yeah, I just oh, you up. just quit. No, I just got out. You finished? Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Well, you're about to have amazing life. You're out there on your own, doing your own thing. I'm going to give you one of my seven guarantee step books, and it's real simple as to how to run a business. Uh-huh. All right, real easy. All right? Do you know who Joe L. is? Yeah, I know who he is. Who is he? The guy that has a dance uh, yeah. studio. What's the one thing you know about him? For black. sure. You black? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing well with his business now, too, because now he's, like, doing his, he quit the job and doing his own thing. So uh, I'm going to give you that book before you leave today. It's going to blow your mind. Thank you. But just do what's in front of you. Don't, don't try to be like anyone. And don't let anyone that doesn't have a business tell you how to run a business. Yeah, it happens every day. Yeah. Have you noticed that people that don't have businesses have more, all kind of advice about running yeah. a business? And they're like, you should quit, you start, you get a job, go work at Walmart. Like, no, why? Right. They're like, they're like, they're just, why? Like, Good, man. You got a head on you. That's amazing. Uh, what's the name of that guy that saying, clap your hand? Clap your hand. For real? For real? Right? He looked like him. What? <laughs> I'm, Mexi- I'm Mexican. So. Mexican and black, the same thing. <laughs> black and brown. But good, man. Yeah, just stay on the track. Don't be in a rush. And always give your best service. No matter what, all right? Do your best. You cannot go wrong. It will not go wrong. 
right? Any other questions on? Uh, not for now. <clears throat> well, thank you for coming. No problem. All right. This your first time? And what's your name? Uh, Georgette. Georgette. Nice name. Thank you. Wow. And how did you hear about us? Uh, through Zahar over here. So what? Through Zahar. What? This, through this guy, right here. The guy with the hat on his head? Yes. <laughs> Inside the building. <laughs> uh, any questions about anything? Um, no, I'm just here to listen. You just here? Did he tell you about, have you listened to the show or anything? Sorry? Have you listened to my radio show or anything like that? No, I haven't been shown. Though. Oh, okay. All right. Any questions? No. Did you go and forgive your mother? Yeah, I did. Actually. How did that go? Um, it went well. So what did you say to her? Um, well, we had like a really long conversation. We were living away from each other at the time. And um, I just, you know, told her, you know, I forgive you um, for basically like a, allowing me to resent you. Um, we had a very tumultuous relationship while I was growing up. And right. I was about like 17, 18 at the time, so like a year ago. Yeah. Um, but it was a very, it was actually a very smooth conversation. It nice. went very well. And how about your father? Not yet, but I want to very soon. Why you haven't done it with your father yet? Forgive me, your father. Um, I think it's because my father has always been the nurturer. Um, his parental role was a little bit more similar to my mother's. He kind of felt compensated for her lack of, I guess. Oh, he became the, the mother. Yeah, like he he supported us. He he was very hardworking. Like he, I still looked at him as a father, but he was um, very nurturing and had to compensate for my mother's lack of that. Do you have any anger against him at all? Um, only sometimes. I think I think he um, tries to live his life through proxy with me. Yeah. A little bit, but. Um, I think that conversation would go well, so yeah. I plan on doing it. Well, make it sure you do it. You're going to fly like a bird once you do that. Right. All right? How old are you? I'm 19. Oh, okay. Nice. It's amazing to be waking up at an early age in life. Right. You avoid a lot of problems. Yeah, definitely. All right? Uh, well, thank you for coming. If you have any questions, let me know. Thank you. All right? First timer, right here. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's your name and how did you hear from us, about us? MC. I met him yesterday and he invited me. So you met him yesterday and he said, hey, I want you to go to church with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No. And you said, okay? Yes. <laughs> how old are you? 23. 23? Um, any questions about anything? No. Uh, you haven't heard any of the shows then, right? No, but I will after this. Okay. I hope so. I hope you still like me after this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no plan. Okay, well, thank you for coming, all right? All right. Anybody else? Oh, right here. In the black shirt. Did you have your hand, sir? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, my name's uh, Tim. And, hey, Tim. Uh, I'm from uh, Laverne. Right and, on. And um, I was told uh, about um, here... From my brother Carlos, um, he uh, connected me. Carlos, right there? Yeah, that's your he, brother. Yeah, he's my brother in the Lord, man. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You're about to make this one look good. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos is like totally black, and you totally white. <laughs> What's going on in the world, huh? Yeah. Talk about mis-racing. Yeah. 
with, with any, um, have you watched any of the shows or anything? You know, I knew, no offense to you, man, but uh, I didn't know nothing about you. you I'm know, offended. He, he just, uh, you know, he just mentioned, you know, hey, you know, you want to go to church with us? And I go, man, I haven't gone to church in about nine months. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't believe in church as a, as a, I believe as a congregation of believers. Can you speak into but, the microphone? Yeah. But the church actually, you know, is a body of believers. It's just not going to a building. Yeah. So I've been, like, bouncing around for a while from church to church. Now I just sort of gave up on that. So now I just watch, listen to and watch uh, loveisrael.org. And, um, Ooh, don't say that too loud. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm playing. And also um, <laughs> Torah class. Dot, uh, org with Tom uh, Bradford over in um, um, Florida. Oh, okay. Are you and married? Goes through the Torah class. Are you married? Oh, yeah. I'm married to my wife right here. That's your wife right there? Yeah. Are you the head of your wife? Yeah. You're the head of your wife? Yeah. Does she obey you? Yeah. She does? Yeah. Is she white? Nope. Oh, no wonder. She's from uh, <laughs> Indonesia. She's from where? Indonesia. Wow, you went way out of the way to get one, right? Amen. Yeah. But God, but God had it planned out, right? Who? God had it planned out from the beginning, right? So God told you to go to Indonesia to get a woman. <laughs> he organized it. He, he, he knows the plan for each and every one of us here. So he knew you were going to Indonesia for a woman? No, he knew that I was going over to a friend's house for a Bible fellowship. In Indonesia? And, no, over here. Oh, okay. And she just now, happened to be... Yeah, I'm messing with here. you. Exactly. So we've been happily married for about 20 years. Wow. 20 years plus. Nice. You have children? No children. No children? Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome, man. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. So how you doing? Doing well. Well, the wife first. Oh. Not you. <laughs> I, I didn't even see you. <laughs> What's your name? She speak English? Yes. <laughs> talk, to, talk to him in Indonesian. <laughs> What's My your name? name is Lani. Uh, welcome. Thank you. And um, any questions about anything? No? Thank you for coming. Do you obey your husband? Yes. You do? You do? Yeah. All the time? Uh, <laughs> depends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obey if, if that one positive, yes. But if negative, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who decides when it's negative? Who I'm sorry? Made, who made the decision that this is negative, I'm not going to obey him. Do you make that decision? Um, I think it's, um, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Oh, you're welcome. All right. That's it? I'm sorry? That's it? Yes. <laughs> not no more? <laughs> More questions? Did you go and forgive your mother? Oh, yes. You, you went and forgave your mother? Yes. And what did she say? Do you want to know? 
Of course, he said yes. You said, I'm sorry for hating you? I'm sorry? Did you tell your mother, I'm sorry for hating you? No, I, I didn't say that. Um, she, for, she forgave me, but she didn't say, I forgive you like that. But you asked her for forgiveness? Yes. No, you got to go back. Oh. You're not supposed to ask for forgiveness. You're supposed to forgive, and God will forgive you. Yeah. Human beings don't forgive. You're supposed to uh, uh, be sorry for hating her for what she did. You know how crazy she is, right? She is not crazy. <laughs> oh, she's crazy. No. <laughs> you go and forgive her for being angry at her, and God will forgive you, and then you'll be free. Yeah, I did already. Oh, okay. Right on. And your father, too? Yes. Nice. I, I don't have any problem with my dad. Right on. I like that. Well, thank you for coming. You're welcome. All right. Is this your first time? Yes. Oh, okay. What's your name? How did you hear about us? My name's Tim. And um, just on the Internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. And... Uh, any questions about anything? Um, I couldn't think of one this morning, but I've actually been here to the facility before, and I've uh, counseled with you before. You uh, say you've been here before? Yes. You counseled with me before? Correct. Really? Yeah. Well, it was like a little bit over a year ago, and then I just... And that's something I counseled. don't even remember him. It was by fall or in person? Um, it was right before like some of the lockdown stuff, so it was definitely in person, which was which was nice. Oh, just before the Chinese fire? That's right, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. So how is life going now? Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I just figured it was time for me to get to church, and just it's, it's really nice to be around like Christians and stuff. Um, not that there's not others out there that I've, you know, met or talked to you, but it's um, nice to just be fellowshipping. So how's your life going now? Um, I don't know. I, I parts of it are, are really, really nice, really well, and then other parts I'm like still trying to overcome some things, still trying to learn how to walk. Um, you know, just kind of falling down, but you know, getting back up though. I feel I feel good about it. I have a really good like positive outlook on it. Right on. Yeah. Good. Any questions about anything? Um, not so far. All right. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. Anybody else? First timer. Okay. Um, any questions from anybody? Yes, Victoria. So I had a question about... Um, How's your little business? My little business. I'm waiting to get... Um, Black like, women always call your business little. You don't even want to hear me, man. <laughs> you can have an <laughs> ear power going on, right? How's your little business? It is, it is a little business. It's a little... Um, now I was going to say, I'm waiting to get reauthorized by the state. So we're kind of like at a little standstill right now. Right. So don't call me right now. <laughs> um, okay, my question was, um, if God is enough for one person, why did he create woman for man? To uh, create human beings so that he doesn't have to make them over and over with his hands. So he didn't want to get tired. He's kind of lazy. Okay, I was going to say, because you gotta got to finish it up. Because I, I, was, I was thinking about it, um, and it just kind of came in, you know. So I didn't understand the whole, 
if he was enough for his son, which is man, then why did why did he have to create this other? Why did he need more family? Well, yeah, because because he want to create love as well. Okay. And he created love through the man, mm-hmm. and it passed down to the woman and the children. Okay, it's all more, about love. One more question on that, then. Since he is all-knowing and all-seeing, did he anticipate that man would fall subject to woman? Absolutely. Okay, but he still As a matter of fact, anyway. he allowed it to happen so that Adam and Eve could become together, husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Adam would not have been interested in her mm-hmm. because he had a a peaceful relationship with his father. Nothing was missing. And so he had to allow them to fall, him to fall, so that he can become attracted to the woman and they can make babies. That's why if you're going to get married, mm. it's kind of best to do it in the fallen state because once you wake up, you need to, you know, once you wake up, yeah. you start to get over the world, the need of the world. You overcome mama, so the woman is no longer your God. You have peace, and so you don't really, nothing is missing. And so it's hard to really get together if nothing is missing. So that's one of the purposes for the fallen state, so that men and women can make babies under the umbrella of marriage. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Oh, wow. Okay, now I have So you got to find yourself a fallen state husband. <laughs> that was actually my next question because I was talking with somebody yesterday and I was telling this person, I do believe when you meet that person, if they're that person, obviously God will give you the eyes to see that person, but I don't think it's going to be this chaotic, love-filled, lust-filled thing. Because I imagine you need to be, like, you need to have your wits about you the entire time you're with this person, and they shouldn't really draw those feelings out of you. And that, so I'm wondering, again, if you wake up, if, like, say I find a guy and I'm really attracted to him, like, insanely attracted to him, to me, that would be an indicator that something's off. Because when you're like that, you don't think straight. You know what I mean? Well, that's the whole purpose of the fallen state, so you don't think straight. So would one that's already awake have to take their eyes so, off of God to so find a partner? You're, you're or, asking ooh, God, if, a partner, husband if or wife. you should meet a boyfriend yeah. and get to know him, you can see, but he can't. Your question is about that. Or should vice you marry versa. a guy like that? Yeah. I wouldn't plan it. Wait and see. Well, not plan it, but I God will guide it. you. Because, like I said, I, I, and again, I know God will reveal it to me. I just kind of wanted to, I guess, say it out loud that that's a, an, a theory that I do have is that I shouldn't be, like, he shouldn't be giving me butterflies, and I, he shouldn't be the only thing I think about all day and He stuff shouldn't like be that. giving you butterflies? Yeah, because butterflies kind of throw you off. Like, you don't act yourself when you right. are infatuated with well, another that's, person. That's the fallen state. That would attract you to him. So I, okay. You, did you meet a man or something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm focused on my little business, okay? But, um, but that was just something that I was, you know, thinking about, and I, I just thought. Yeah, I wouldn't worry I, about all that. You yeah. continue to seek the Father. 
mm-hmm. and don't have any anger in your heart, mm-hmm. and he will add the right one unto you. And I would see him and even if, anyway. Right. So. Even if you had butterflies, it wouldn't matter this time because you can see what's going on. That was more or less my question. Yeah. Like, if you have those crazy feelings, then to me that's an indicator that my mind is not, or my heart is not in the right place with this But person. don't let that control you, though. You so be, just if God lo- added unto you, you'll be fine. And just kind of see it, observe it, know it's there. And don't make it a big deal. And just let it pass. Yes. Okay. That, that clarifies it for me. Thank so you. you got a boyfriend? Um, I'm I'm working on the Lord being my boyfriend right now. No. <laughs> Black women always want to marry the Lord. <laughs> I'm yeah. married to the Lord. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm not. Like I said, that's just um. But again, like like yeah. the conversation I was having, I realized some of the things I said were were kind of like, oh wait. I'm kind of still trying to control the situation in a way. So right. that's no, why I had the question. Let go. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Stay you. with the prayer. Did you have your hand? I, I mean, you answered it because she was basically saying if you have, like, wild, um, like, lustful desires for this person, then it must not be right. But you basically said it is if it's out of control, it's probably not right. But if it's in control, God will lead it, and it's not. Absolutely. Going crazy, so she answered it. Okay. Did I see your hand? Behind you first and then here. Yeah, you first. Yeah, I would just kind of add on to the topic about why a woman was created and the idea that nothing was missing. I believe that um, the Lord said in the garden that there should be a helper for Adam, and there was no helper found, and so he created Eve for that purpose and also so that he would not be alone. Yeah, so that he, he wanted men and women, to, he wanted to create human beings that way too, but he definitely created the woman to help be a helpmate to the man. And that's why you shouldn't marry a woman that don't want to have babies and stay home and raise a family. Yeah, his first because commandment. that order works. His first commandment after that is to be fruitful and multiply. That's right. Yeah. So you got to stop having three children. You're supposed to have a whole bunch of children. How many kids are you having? Two. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. You're right about that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing as him, that I I think um, they became the fallen state once Eve, you know, uh, listened to the serpent. So um, when Eve was created, they were not in the fallen state yet. Right. Just no, just not that. yet. Adam had a relationship with his father. Right. Yeah. That's why men should not listen to women now because the woman seen as her daddy and she's going to give you the wrong advice and you'll suffer. You like. <laughs> <laughs> you disagree with that? Uh, where's the mic? <laughs> no, I, I like the disagreement. No problem. Why do you disagree with that? Because you're, like, calling all women evil. Right. <laughs> Is this because of Eve and what she did with the snake? Okay, so where was Adam? He was letting her. He wasn't watching his woman. He was letting her go off with some serpent. But by the time he... Some creep. Like, why was he not doing his job and doing the protecting? Well, he told her to stay away from the serpent when she came home and said, oh, I met the snake in the grass. And he told me I can be 
paraphrasing. I can be my own boss. I can have abortions. I can do everything, right? And Satan was like, no, don't listen to her. I mean, Adam was like, don't listen to her. But you know the woman. She would not listen. So he should have known his woman. Right. And what she was going to do. Right. And been more of a protector. So why was he being so beta? So that uh, <laughs> uh, men and women can make babies. It had to happen. I think it takes two. I don't know. I just, it takes two I, I to do what? I, t- I don't think just calling all of one, just all women evil is helpful. Who do you want me to call them? <laughs> I mean, we're all fallen. It's not just women. What? It's not just women that are fallen. It's, it's all humans. But uh, the woman is the man's God because Adam listened to the woman. You know how when men listen to women today, the women control them, right? Because she is his God. So Adam, uh, the woman became uh, the man's God because he listened to the woman. And Satan became her God because she listened to him. And it's not the woman per se, but it's the spirit that's in the woman. And that's why she must be born again. She must return to the Father as well. But everybody needs to be born again, not just women. All people, yeah. But the man is overcoming the woman, and the woman is overcoming the serpent. I mean, I get you, but I just don't think demonizing all, all women is. So did God lie or something? Huh? <laughs> did, did what? Did, did God tell a lie because he said it? He said all people are wicked. Huh? He says all people are wicked. All, he all said people, all, all people are They wicked. are. That's They're why we must be born again. So everybody needs to be born again. Right, all people. But the woman got to overcome the serpent, and the man got to overcome the woman. Okay, that's fine. But, I mean, I just feel like men are going to end up in their, like, if they hear this, and it almost justifies some of the negative stereotypes or beliefs that are going on in the world right now. And I just feel like it's, some people will take it the wrong way, and they won't look deeper into what you're saying. What do you mean it would justify it? Like a lot of people that, like a lot of men that hate women or are being extra misogynist, not that I'm feminist, I'm just saying. Right. There is like, you know, violence towards women. It's, it's, it's increasing every day. And I'm right. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like some people aren't going to look at it from the spiritual eyes or that perspective. And they're going to be like, oh yeah, that's right. All women are evil. And then it's just going to perpetuate those kind of. So should sick, I not say it because some men may overreact to it? I just, I mean, I don't know, like evil, calling us evil and all that is just... Well, you want me to say y'all nice? (laughs) (laughs) But so should I not say it? There could be a a little more PC, uh, PC is the wrong word. There could be a (laughs) little more um, sensitive way to put it. Sensitive? Yeah. How how do you want? not a beta sense of sensitive just 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 sensitive to the to the fact that men there are some men that are going to take this into a justification of why they treat women the way they do or why because that is the reason that they do it all men hate women because they hate their mothers and so that's why they are violent toward the woman they can't handle her she is his guy right and in her there is no love and he goes crazy because he doesn't know how to deal with the hell in her. But if the guy know what they're getting into, they can then then deal with it and bring peace up on the, on the woman and the family. But if you don't know what you're dealing with, how would you want me to say it? I'm not, I'm not, 
I don't know. I'm just saying to say, I don't know. I just disagree with the we have no love. And, well, women you think that women have you. love? I think there are some women that have love. Like who? <laughs> like a lot of people. I know a lot of women that are very, that have love. Like who? I rest Good my friends case. of mine, <laughs> family members. Your friends don't have love. Okay. You want to test it? Huh? Yes, want, how should I test it? Be honest with them. I have been. About themselves. Brutally honest. Will you see them today and say, oh, you are evil. <laughs> okay, I'm tired. Are you, are, are you able to tell them that? No, I don't think some of, like, I, I know what you're saying, but I know friends who have committed themselves to God and committed themselves to working on themselves and being the best version and the most godly that they can. And I don't think, no, I don't think they're evil. If they have, I think they could do evil things in a they fallen could do state, evil possibly, but I don't, I wouldn't say they're evil at their core. Are they still in a fallen state? No. I don't think. I mean, are, well, technically, as a human, yes, but I don't think. Well, they're, they're in a fallen state. Like they're evil, right. meaning okay. that they have fallen away from God, and Satan is their daddy. Okay, but they're born again Christians. And they are still in a fallen state. No, I meant as in like human beings generally are fallen in a fallen world, but they're born again Christians. And and, and as a human being, they're they're still in a fallen state as a born again Christian. No, just living in a fallen world is what I meant. Like born-again Christians living in a fallen world. What do you mean by that? Maybe I don't understand. They're born-again Christians living by the word of God in a fallen world. So, like, I mean, they're dealing with... They're out in the world dealing with the world, and they're living by the word of God? No, I mean, they're like stay-at-home moms and just wives, just friends. If they have been born again of the Father, then they're not of evil anymore. Okay, so I went, exactly. But they will understand what I'm talking about then. Okay. They wouldn't take it personal if they had been born again of the Father, overcome the mother, return to the Father. Right? Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. So they would know that they came from evil. Right. They understand that, yeah. Right. And so they wouldn't get angry at me for saying women are evil, right? I'd have to ask them. <laughs> really good. If they would have them come on the show, okay, I'll try and bring them. Oh, we'll have them on the Fall of State, Kelly. That'd be good, huh? Let's have some Christian women. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I talk to my producer. Okay, that's Kelly right there, and we'll have them on the show. Will you come with them too? <laughs> All right, everybody here, right? Okay, we'll set it up with Kelly. We'll get some of your friends on. Gosh. We'll see what they want to do. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, amazing. Yes, ma'am. I had a question about the free will. Um, and I know we don't have free will because right. I can see that we're led by whatever's, um, uh, you know, whoever we serve. However, I was thinking about, like, when Satan became Satan, did he have the free will to become wh- who he was? Or was that, was he also led by something? He decided, and at first he loved God. I think he wanted the brightest lights or something like that, right? And he decided that he wanted to be God. 
he rebelled against his father, and that's why he, God threw him out of the house. And so he is pure evil now, and he's controlled by that. His nature is of evil. That's why anyone, anyone that has anger uh, is evil, and they want to be God. They, all angry people think that they're God. Without thinking that they, they're not walking around thinking, I'm God, right? But that spirit, as a matter of fact, good question. Yesterday I was talking to uh, some women about abortion, and they felt like it was their body, their choice. And, all, and so I asked them, how did you create this body that belonged to you? And they couldn't tell me how they created it, right? But in their mind, they think that they are God so that they can kill babies inside the womb and not feel anything about it. But they could not explain. So I told them, you have a God mentality. You're evil. You think you can make life and take it away. You can't. You're going to suffer for that because you're playing God. And even angry people who judge other people because that's how they live, they are playing God too. They think they're God and they have a right to judge. No matter what, they think they have. And Bible thumpers got it bad. I like Bible thumpers, though. Just know that, right? But they're really on an ego trip. They judge everybody. But yet, and so they think that they're God. But once you really, 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 really get to know yourself, you're going to see you're not God and you're not in control of anything. We really are not in control of anything. We're influenced by evil in that fallen state or influenced by good once we wake up. But we are not in control. That's why I love living like this because all you have to do is let go and just live. And God will supply all your needs. He will guide you, whatever purpose he has for you. You'll just find yourself doing it. And, but you're still going to have a lot of challenges to deal with them. With, and the purpose of those is to make you stronger, to get you to love and not hate. That's how your love grow, by not hating the ones that lie on you, go after you, whatever they're doing. They literally cannot help it. And then you'll be amazed how strong your foundation become. You've got to learn how to handle challenges. Don't overreact. And when you don't react to them, it builds your inner foundation, the kingdom of heaven within. But when you overreact, you lose. It's best to let yourself just go through it. But we don't have a free will. We're not in control of anything. Any disagreement with that? No. I agree with it. I, I can see it for myself. Are you sure of that? I see. I just see the the that I am still controlled by Satan through my thoughts and stuff like that. But I also am going through it. Like I am just going through it. Just feeling. Are you the pain. kicking and screaming, or are you relaxed going I, through it? I relax when I go through it. I mean, I go through it. I go through the pain, and I just do a lot of silent prayer. Why well, be Terry laughing at you? Oh. <laughs> But I'll plan. But I, yeah, um, I, I go through it. I mean, I, I feel the pain, though. I mean, I definitely feel the pain. How do you feel about the pain? Um, how do I feel about the pain? When the pain is there, it just feel like, wow, this but hurts so much. When the pain so is there, it's like I'm really listening to my thoughts. That's the only thing that's causing the pain. So it's kind of like when I listen to my thoughts and I believe my thoughts, that's when I feel the pain. So it's kind of like I have to just be aware of that. And then that's when I just like you know, once again, doing like the silent prayer or, or just sitting there and just being still just helps me get out of the thoughts. And then 
I just go back to my day-to-day stuff, whatever you, I need to do. In front are of you one hundred percent convinced that all thoughts are lies? I I would love to like I I I want to believe that I want to with all my heart, but I I know in my actions and what I do I don't believe it because so I you're still not one hundred percent convinced yet. No. That's I why you really need 100%. to keep your eyes on yourself, and you will see that all thoughts are lies about anything at any time. And say you get busy with everything, yeah. you know, no matter what you're doing, he has something to say about it. He does. And, uh, and so you need to watch, are you, watch that. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes, I am doing the you, silent prayer. Every day? Yes, every, every day, night. Every night, yes. It, what are you doing, a minute? Uh, 30 seconds, no. <laughs> no, I've been doing yeah. it a little longer, like, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. It depends on the, the night and the day. Um, there's days where I've gone up to, like, you know, 20 minutes doing it. Um, and then days where I've just done it for just a few minutes. Well, I want to encourage you to stay with the silent prayer. And, uh, and when you are sitting quiet because the ego, the last thing the ego wants to do is to be still. Because long as it can get you to overreact and keep you busy, it's controlling you. But once you stop, then God is destroying it, and it doesn't want that to happen. The ego would rather see you lifting up holy hands than to sit still. Yeah, it, it would rather hear. It would rather hear you quote his scriptures than to be still and endure. And a, because I, it has to die when it does. We, but you, when you be still, right? But when you overreact or react to situations, whatever it might be, um, it's you're giving it life, and that's what it wants. And I also, uh, it loves the Christians who go down to the front of the church and accept the Lord. The ego, Satan loves those people. When they're on their way, when the preachers say, come down to the front of the church and accept Jesus, right? Anybody ever done that? Uh, see that? And you go down there, Satan is like, yeah, party time. <laughs> Y'all come on down and accept Jesus. And they go down and the preachers say, you believe Jesus died on the cross? Yes. You believe that he rose on the third day or something? Yes. You are saved. <laughs> and everybody goes, yeah. You know, praise the Lord. Sages like beat his drum and the angels in hell bringing out the wine <laughs> because they know they got some souls to be dealing with. The last thing, when God said, be still and know him, when he told the guys in the boat, if you hadn't overreacted, you, you could have told the water to be still, right? The last thing, thing Satan wants you to do is not to overreact, but to trust God. Really. He, he doesn't want that. Everything is done in stillness. So stop overreacting. What? Oh, no, there's the one more thought. Is I think last Sunday somebody mentioned about when they do the silent prayer that, you know, they still engage in the thoughts. So I do observe them, but then I find myself getting caught up in the thought itself. So, right. You know. Well, just be aware of that and don't judge yourself for God is allowing you to see it. He's bringing you out. He's taking over your life. But you're growing in the spirit the same way you grew in the physical. From baby, once you're born again of the Father, you're a little baby, right? And so allow yourself to grow. And when you find yourself in your thoughts sometimes, and not your own, by the way, don't freak out about it. Just know you're in your head. Keep going about your day or your life, and you'll be fine. And one more thing, too. About and like, like someone said, if you fall down, 
and if nobody overreacts, the baby falls, right, trying to walk. But if the mother doesn't overreact, the baby look around and laugh and start laughing and get up and start running again or trying it again. Same thing in the spirit. When you find yourself in your head, don't overreact. Just know you're in your head. Because Satan will tell you, oh, you're not born again of God. You're in your head, right? But you were born away from those, the darkness into the light because you've been living that way for so long. So be patient. I have one more question. In, in regards to, like, the whole idea about women being evil and things like that, like, I can, I can see myself, you know, all the kind of, like, that I'm no good, you know, and it's kind of like that's something that plays into my head, too, like Satan plays into, you know, you're no good, you know, and so, like, how do we overcome not being good? By forgiving so God can draw you in and put his love in you. And, and you still would be no good. It's just that you would be operating from his love instead of Satan's hatred. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Makes you sense. operate from his nature, and his nature is good. And you had that nature as a little baby before you were traumatized. You were born innocent of the father, right? But then when your mother traumatized you, you took on her identity. And so he's going to take it away and give you back his identity. Once you love the father, you got to love, forgive your earthly father as well. Are you having a hard time with this? Like living it every day and stuff? Uh, I just look at, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a, a counseling session scheduled. Oh. So I'll get more into detail there. But I do struggle a, a little. I struggle a, about that whole concept of just not being good, just seeing all the wrong I do, you know. And, and you don't just, like seeing that you're evil? Yeah, I don't like seeing that I'm evil. I don't she like seeing you that you think they're I God. do wrong. Hmm? Why would you be happy to see it? I, I've been, so... Don't struggle with it. Be week, happy to see it. This week I've actually caught myself recognizing, like, you know, count all these things as blessings. I did catch myself thinking that way, like right. looking at the, the pain and feeling the pain and just being grateful for the pain, being like, okay, this is good that I'm feeling this because it means, you know, I have opportunity to overcome or something but like that. But don't be having a conversation about it. Yeah. You're talking to Satan. Mm -hmm. You're trying to convince yourself, right? It's enough to see it. And it's God who's allowing you to see it. He's also taking care of it. The light is amazing. Uh, but Satan made you talk to yourself. You're like, yeah, yeah I, I feel this yeah. pain, but this is good. Yeah. Don't so how do you stop talking to yourself then? Like, how does that work? Because <laughs> I guess I do find myself You're talking be to myself all the time. You're going to talking to yourself. I'm, you know, not too far from that. <laughs> I was at the post office yesterday, and a woman walked in there. Well, she was standing at the door, a black lady. And when people walk by, she's like, praise the Lord. Right? And just as nutty as a fruitcake. And so she followed me into the bank. She's like, I mean, the post office, I know you. I'm like, yeah. She's like, don't you, didn't you trade across the street? I'm like, yeah. I know you. I saw you on some show. And then she was looking at me and she said, oh, the Lord is upon you. You got speaking in tongue thing. I'm like, are you serious, lady? I'm just looking at her like she's crazy. But I didn't judge her. I didn't resent her for it, right? You got to look at this without resentment. Have no opinion of it. You are the uh, creator. God created you and breathed life into you, and you became a living being. That's what you're returning to. And you don't have to convince yourself. 
What? I'm, it, I guess processing it, processing all this. And so accept that you're evil so you can overcome it. Don't fight it. Okay. We have to accept that we're that way in order to get better. If you keep pretending you're God, you would never know God. The so, heart yeah. is wicked. It's, yep, it's, it's, a, hard, it's so hard. I don't want to accept that I'm evil. I'm like, I'm not evil. I'm, I'm perfect. But no, I'm not. I know, I know I can see my evilness about myself. I see everything wrong, you know, but it does feel... You, you rather believe that you're perfect rather than evil? I would love to be perfect. I would love to be perfect. Well, then be you have to accept the fact that you're evil perfect. and must be born again. Yeah. Because I don't believe I'm perfect. I still, that's why I know I'm evil, because I can see my, all my imperfections. So it's but like, don't judge them, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's God who's allowing you to see them. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Let me take this young lady right here. Oh, amazing. It's hard for women to accept the fact that they're evil. A woman will kill you, the children, the grass, the paint on the house, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, and anybody else that gets in the way before they admit that they're wrong. It's hard, and that's because they have direct link with Satan. The man has it through the woman, right? But the woman has it direct with Satan. He's her God. And that's why it's so hard. Sorry, ladies. I'm not sorry. I'm playing. But, <laughs> and, and that's why it's so hard for women. But once they really start to get to know themselves and they realize that they're that way and don't hate what they see, it'll change. It really will. It's a little easier for men because they, got, they just have to overcome the nature of the woman. But she has to overcome the nature of Satan. Are we having fun or what? (laughs) What are you thinking now? I had a moment of no thought, I think. There you go. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Jesse. How are you today? All is well. Uh, Yeah, I just have a question. Well, um, I wanted your um, take on... um, I went to a marriage retreat, Carlos, my husband and I, and there was one thing that stood out in the whole retreat, the marriage, whatever, and um, that women, we are made to receive. We're receivers. Yes. What do you think? That's, that's true, right? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the only thing that I, I, I understood. Like, yeah. we, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a receiver. Like, that's right. Like, we're at, on the receiving end. I don't know how to frame, you know, frame it, but... That's how I From see it. From God, through Christ, through the man, through the woman, through the children. Yeah. Do you, are you, since last Sunday, are you now obeying your husband? Oh, yeah, I do. You don't I give do. him a hard time anymore? Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, yeah. Su- I'm, I'm submissive to him. Definitely. What? I am submissive <clears throat> to him. So you're not giving him a hard time now? Oh, no. I never did. I'm sorry? But I, I never I, did. I, I, <laughs> see, I told you, it's hard for women. <laughs> now, we all know she did. <laughs> Um, and she like I never did. I could tell you, I could tell you that I am obedient to him because there there came a point that I did have to obey him, although I didn't agree, but I did submit and I I I was obedient to my husband this week. No, it happened before, so I could I can say that it happened and I in an actual it has act, happened. But I didn't I didn't agree with it, 
Uh, but I did, he didn't, you know, let me do something that I wanted to do. And he just said, no, you're not. And I, and I had to obey and I didn't go. And I, and I could use that as a, to testify that I was submissive and I didn't, you know, go. How many years ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years. Um, <laughs> um, you got to get up early in the morning to fool me. I do have, I have another. She tell us a couple of years ago, sorry. I asked about last week. <laughs> Amazing. This is what drives men crazy. Well, I'm not the head of him, so that's, that's what I know for sure. I'm not, what? The head of, I'm not the head of him, and I don't claim to be. I'm not going to take the reins at any point in our marriage, and that's never going to happen. So. Right on. Yeah, I know my place. Nice. I do, I do know my place. Is that um, true, Carlos? It's getting better. Yeah. I just have to ask you one more thing. How do you deal with somebody, like, um, not necessarily that you're trying to correct them, but you just want to help them in a sense, and but they, if you come to a point where you know, like, they're not going to want to receive correction, like, what do you do? Like, you let them suffer and die. Okay. Don't impose your will on them. Okay. Everybody has a right to suffer. They don't want it. God made the way, it's up to them to accept it. And if they don't accept it, you just sit there, have coffee and donuts and watch you go nuts. <laughs> He's not going to force it on you. Yeah, because, you know, where the, their state of mind is, they're in despair. They don't, they're not desperate to get out of there. They just, that's where they're at. They're like, they made a home, yeah. you know, whatever state of mind. And yeah, it's not healthy, suffer. in my my opinion. I wouldn't want... It just makes me want to have to monitor them if they're around me. I got to see what they're about, what they're going to do, you know, and it's a family member and you're like, you don't want to, you know. No, you let them go and let them suffer. All right. Let me ask Carlos real fast. And so, Carlos, are you correcting your wife now? Yes. Is it hard to do? No, no. No, I mean, because the correction is going to be. When the voice drop, I know something's up. The the correction the correction will be is is when um, I correct her it's going to be with logic it's not going to be with anger. Have you so, been correcting her this past week? Not so much because um, like sometimes I know when she gets in her emotions and I I realize that it's her emotion it's more her emotions and feelings and stuff so I work around it to be you know calm because of the you know like you were saying earlier the nature of a. Uh, uh, Satan, you know, the nature, you know, the, the fallen state of the nature, the, the, feel, the feelings, it's all feelings and, and right. emotions. So I know how to deal with it, with, with controlling my anger. And that's the, the main thing to, to deal with it is controlling your anger. Are you, no, you want to overcome anger. You can't control anger. It's a spirit. When, when you were born again of the father, he take that spirit away from you. Uh, and you never have to deal with it again because if you try to control it, there's going to come a situation where you will overreact in anger. It's a spirit. You can't control it. Okay. But the, what the anger that I'm talking about of controlling would be like, I still want to be able to keep my righteous anger, like if something's not, you know, like it's not right, where we're going to be able to go speak up against it, like what we're seeing. In the, what is righteous anger? Well, I thought you said when the last time when I talked to you, you said... Um, it would be like um, righteous anger, hate, like in other words, uh, what we're seeing, like uh, abortion, you know, like abortion, you know, like 
have a right to speak up, in other words. But you're not going to be able to have righteous anger until you're born again of the Father, and he take away that ang- anger that's of Satan. Because righteous anger is just discernment, dealing with this stuff without hating yourself and others, without judging. That's righteous anger. Um, you still have anger, Carlos? No. You don't have it? No. But what are you trying to control if you don't have it? You said you're trying to control it. Well, like, in other words, um, when I say control, is I, d- I don't want to have it. I want it, I want it gone completely. And so, do you, so you still have it? No. I mean, as far as it's, it's gone, I mean. But, you know, the, the thoughts will always, there's always going to be thoughts coming in being, being tempted. So. Do you have anger or not? No. Oh, okay. No. All right. And so you're not afraid now to correct, because last week you said you didn't want to correct her because you're afraid of your anger coming up. Yes. Is that gone now? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Why are you looking at me like that? Then? <laughs> Is that true, daughter? I now we're about to hear the truth. <laughs> I think it's true what he said, that like he tries to stay calm when those situations come. But I think that's still a fear of letting that anger come out. So, yes. No. <laughs> so he still has it? If he's afraid of it coming out, then yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just because it hasn't come out, I haven't witnessed it, doesn't mean it's still not there. Did he correct your mother this week? No. He let her get away with it? Yeah, because he wants to stay calm in the situation what? to not make it get worse. So, so that's his way of coping with it or dealing with it. So the mother been acting out this week, but he stayed calm by not getting involved. Basically. <laughs> How are you going to grow if you don't? And did you correct your father? No. <laughs> Why not? Um... Well, at first, I didn't think that it was my place to do so. Do you love him? Yes. Then it's your place. Okay. But is it better to correct my mom for, like, let's just say, like, being negative or putting him down, or correct him for not saying anything? or Both, both? of them. Okay. Yeah. Show them love by being honest with them, but don't judge them. And then you'll grow. Really, your life will become amazing. And then you move out, and they'll be crazy fighting each other. <laughs> but at least you would have grown. And when you start a family, you won't pass that down to your, to your children. Okay. But you should correct both of them. And if they don't like it, just look at them like they're crazy. You go have some tacos or burritos. <laughs> <laughs> but don't take it personally. They can't help it. The one thing I want you to know, you can't control anger. You can't fake not overreacting. You either deal, you're that way or you're not. Because you don't know when evil situations are going to happen. You don't know when things can pop up at any time. And if you're not of God, you don't have that patience, you're going to find yourself overreacting. Right? But you can't be afraid to overreact. I mean, about overreacting so you don't even deal with it. That doesn't make sense. It's your job to correct your wife. That makes sense? Yes. So how are you going to grow if you don't correct her? 
I think he just doesn't know how to do it in the right way. Who you mean? Like, I like, don't know. Sit down, woman. <laughs> <laughs> how about that way? Can you say that, Carlos? <laughs> Be like. I can also say, bring it down a notch. Don't be yelling at me. If you're going to be yelling at me, go go um, yell at somebody else or yell at your friends or yell at your sister like that. You know, no, but don't you be yelling say, at me. Hey, woman, stop being so evil. That'll do it. You remind her she's being evil. That'll wait, that'll stop her in her track. She needs you to be that way, Carlos. You are married, so you're over her, right? And so she, in order for her to get to the Father, she got to go through you now. And so you got to become strong, love God more than her, so she can find her way back to the Father. And your daughter needs you to be that way too. Have you forgiven your mother? Yes. You went to her? Well, my mom's dead. Oh, she did. <laughs> All right. But stand up, man. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Yes. Yeah, stay with that. I got to show you. I have another question about that, too. Um, do, when we do the silent prayer, also, can we include others in the silent prayer? Like, I have a friend of mine that's going through some health issues. Can we also include them? Um, yeah, if you want to. If they want to do it. You can show them how to do it. And then eventually they should do it on their own. Absolutely. But we can pray for others using the silent prayer. Oh, No. The way you pray for others, just wish them well. Because we don't know their heart. We don't know the real deal. Only God knows. And so our prayer for all people, I wish you well. Let God will be done. Because you may pray for the wrong thing. Okay. You know what I mean? But sometimes you get others, like my friends or like family members, that say, oh, can, can you pray? Can you pray for me? Yeah, just say, I wish you well. There's the prayer. And let God work with them. Because you may pray that they stay alive and they'll come and kill you. <laughs> when they should have been dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Carlos. Uh, we don't know we don't know what to pray for for ourselves. How do how, why do we think we know what to pray for for others? You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, you say that the past is a past, right? It right. doesn't exist anymore. Not the at future, all. The future doesn't exist either, right? Right. All we have is a present, right? Right now. Right now. Yeah. And uh, I heard you say on an interview that uh, the parents shouldn't, no, the, the kids shouldn't pay for the crimes of the parents, right? Like Pay for what? The crimes of the parents. Like, if the parents have to go to jail, the kids shouldn't go to jail, right? Like. No. Right? So why should we pay for the sins of Adam and Eve? Because you inherited that from your brother. Yeah. But now that Christ has come and made it right for you, you don't have to do it. Uh-huh. He made a way back. Yeah, because, you know, we it's, are not, it's always been said that, oh, Adam and Eve did this. Oh, okay, the only thing we that we are that. guilty. Like, should, I wasn't around back then. You know what That's <laughs> right. I used to say to you, know? Why am I suffering for sin? Yeah. I never agreed to sin. Yeah. You know, I was walking down the road in Alabama <laughs> one day, and my life was so amazing, and I decided, you know what? I would become a sinner. 
Um, yeah. I don't like this happy life, right? We didn't make that decision. It was made for us with Adam, right? Yeah. And so that's why when we are in a fallen state, we are not responsible for our own actions. We literally cannot help ourselves because we are controlled by evil. That's why you should not judge yourself for doing stupid stuff. You're being controlled by evil. And when you don't judge yourself, you have a better chance of overcoming it sooner rather than later. Uh, but if you judge yourself, you're getting deeper into it because you're playing God. You think you can control yourself. You can think you can stop it, and you can't. It's enough to know you, it's wrong, you want to overcome it, but it's wrong to judge it. Then you can find your way back home. Yeah, because I've always wondered, like, why should I pay for something that someone did that I, I, I never met him? That's I right. never, you know, I was just born, you know. God I, was a, I didn't ask to be born, right? You know. That's why God, not the only reason, but God doesn't judge us either. When we're in a fallen state, he knows that we're that way because we've been turned away from him. And it's about the heart. It's not about the things we do in a fallen state. He is changing the heart from hate to love. And then in love, you can overcome all things. It will happen for you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yes, sir. I have two questions. So um, what keeps coming to my mind is that the instruction is for the woman, but what if the man says, get thee out of my house, Satan, and tells the woman, hey, we're going to pray together right now. Because women are going to get defensive, understandably. Um, but I guess to me, I try to go to the direct source. And so from my perspective, I would just say, hey, okay, we need to nip this in the bud right now. We need to pray to God together, and Satan is the problem. Both of us are fallen humans. Christ redeemed us, but we are spiritual beings on an earthly journey, and we need to have this spiritual warfare right now, essentially. I don't understand all that. <laughs> that must be that Bible thumping talk. <laughs> So let's go back. It sounds like it's interesting. So I will go back to it. You said the instruction is for the woman. What do you mean by that? Calling the woman out. And this it's, the intent is to call the sin out. Saying like, hey, the evil is here. We don't welcome this in our home. We don't want it to reside here. So you're saying if a, a woman is married... Yes. And she is evil. Mm-hmm. The instructions for her, the husband should call her out on it. That's what I've understood today. But my thinking, the evil isn't as earthly beings, like on an earthly journey, we have evil. Right. But the evil is just within the person, is not the actual person. The evil is the devil and all of his minions. But but the devil has made a home in the person. Yes, that's what it is. And so the spirit, and it's not the person, him or herself, it's the spirit that's in the body. And that's the nature of Satan, right? It's the ego. Yes, so I'm 
saying attacking the spirit, not the person. Not the person? Yes. And how do you do that? By going directly to the source. To the person? With the person going to the source. Oh, okay. For an example, if I can understand what you're saying, if I were married and my wife were doing something wrong or evil, I would go to her and say, stop being evil, overcome the evil. No, you would say, get thee out of my house, Satan, and then tell her, let's pray together. No, I wouldn't say all that. What the? <laughs> I would tell my wife she's been evil and she needs to forgive to overcome it because she's destroying the children and everything else. And uh, because and I, now I know, because to say, get thee out of my house, that's Bible thumping stuff. Satan doesn't care about that. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> but if you see that you're evil and you admit it by forgiving, then God will take it away. And that's the thing that Satan doesn't want you to do. He would rather for you to say, get thee out of my house, because he knows that's not going to work, than for you to say, I'm wrong for being evil. I mean, for hating you. And God will deal with it. It's a spirit, and only God can change it. What do you think about that? It's a different perspective, good to think on. My second question is for, you know, a biblical marriage, a man and a woman. When the man is no longer mentally able to be the alpha, the one in charge. So I, up a little bit for me? I have five uh, friends or five examples in my life where the man is in a traumatic car crash and has a traumatic brain injury or frontal lumbar dementia or whatnot. Within that kind of scenario, what is your suggestion for the wife? Because the man is no longer capable of being the man of the household spiritually and mentally because of their physical vegetative state. Right. For the wife to love her husband and stay away from anger so God can guide her. And she still have to love him even though he can't function. She still have to love him and not be angry. And then she'll be able to, it'll be fine. And she won't be stressed out and all that stuff. That make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Stay away from anger, you can't go wrong. Nice. So, uh, anything else? That's all. Yeah. Um, I was looking at a video yesterday, and somebody sent it. And these things pop up on my phone sometimes, and I'll hit it. That's the only way I can find the videos. Or accidentally hit something, and it pops up. Uh, there were these police officers in Minnesota, you know, in George Floyd neighborhood. And they were making an arrest. And all these black men and women gathered around the cops, and they were yelling and they were cursing at the cops. They were like, call them every curse word you can think of. And one man, maybe two, were yelling, I'm going to kill you. I will murder you, just like you murdered us. And he said, I'm going to murder your kids first, and then come back and murder you to the cops. All your pigs and stuff like that. 
And I'm thinking, wow, how we got to the point that I thought it was illegal to threaten like that. And especially to threaten a cop who was doing a job. This guy had done something wrong, broken some kind of law. He was trying to get away, I think. I'm not sure how they went. But they were like threatening to kill the cop. Out loud, on tape, on video. And the cop just stood there and looked. They couldn't do anything about it. That is not good. And one of the cops, I believe, was a female, and she kind of looked over at the people, and they said to her, what are you looking at, you little B, B-A, something like that. I can't curse. But it's just no fear of the cops anymore. And the cops' hands are tied, and they can't do anything. What do you think going to happen in the world if this type of mess continue to get out? Y'all better be trying to return to the Father. You're going to need it. And I thought about this, and I'm thinking, this is all that anger that we see that these black people are overreacting to. No one has ever told them they need to forgive their mothers, forgive their fathers, and overcome that anger. And it's just getting worse because people are catering to it rather than correcting it. And these people are out of control now because they have not been corrected. They, they think it's material things. They think it's this. They really do believe it because that's what Satan does. He convinces you that right is wrong when you don't, when you're not aware of the kingdom of heaven within, when you don't self-correct. I, I, I was stunned to see that. It was like three or four cops standing there trying to make this arrest and this mob just came out of nowhere. That's evil, folks. That's not good. And these, when you have anger like that and you're not self-contained, uh, you're liable to do anything. So I, I would do something. Yes, return. It was, it was major. I think if we find them, we'll play it on the show tomorrow. Yes. In that scenario... Um, I don't believe that there was nothing that the cops could do. I think that they chose not to do anything because they had that fear that you talk about where they're afraid of how the world will perceive them. Yeah, because they'll get fired, they'll, they'll, be, they'll yeah. be put in jail. The cops, not the people. Right, because to be honest, they literally could have turned around <sighs> and for lack of a better term, lit up yeah. everybody that was there. They could have I would have shot just, them all. Yeah, and it would it wouldn't... <laughs> Okay, I know you. <laughs> well, right, because, because if you're you interfering, threaten the cop. Why are they making an arrest? Well, that's the thing. You have no other choice but to shoot them. Yeah, they're they're threatening. Shoot them before they run. <laughs> you heard that song, "Shotgun, Shoot Them Before You Run." I have heard that song before. I'm black. Come on, man. You know, I uh, know that song. Um, but what I was gonna say is that I think, or you can, do you believe that that. Uh, lack of respect for authority, though, began in their homes 100%. because their parents did not teach them. And I don't think it's a fear that you need to instill in people, but it's a you need to understand we're in, we are in society. There is a hierarchy, just like there's a hierarchy with God and man yeah. and all that. So what is the solution? If to tell police... black people the truth. It ain't about yeah. racism. It's not about white people mm -hmm. and their stuff. They can give you reparations or affirmative action. You're still going to be crazy because the heart is wicked.
and material things cannot uh, cost the heart to be made of love. There's not, you can't give them enough. There's not enough you can give these people. So why keep pretending that it's about stuff? It's about slavery. It's not about slavery. We just talked about there is no past. Slavery is over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's done with. And it's not about racism. So we got to tell them the truth. They need to overcome that anger. Do you, I know you said. And white people need to stop running. Well, that's part of it. Especially the white men, the white woman running and the man running behind the woman. And that, that's in every culture. She's like, help me, help me. (laughs) And the man running behind her. I need help too. (laughs) I never thought I'd see men this afraid. Okay, so I wanted to. It's um, a mess. They're um, not going to get better. It's spiritual. You got to stop agreeing with this idea of racism and all that stuff. Call it what it is, and then a change will come. And don't have anger. And once you, as long as you don't have anger, you're protected. Because there's something that comes out of you that is powerful, and they will see it, and they wouldn't know what to do with it. Because the only way they can control you, you got to overreact. Either they make you feel good or they make you feel angry. Anger, then they can control you. But if you're on solid ground with love, they can't do anything. They'll fade away. But you got to trust that. You must be born of that. That's the only way out. Okay, one last part. And then they're knocking. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they're knocking it. They, they are knocking out the Asians. And then but when they're doing the report, you see that it's blacks that are knocking out, right? And they're saying it's white people. It's white supremacy. I'm like, where are the white folks doing it? They they try to make you believe something that you you're looking at it, but they're telling you it's not true. That was where I was going with it because I, I'm finding that people on, on the whole will literally believe something that they see, but I'm recognizing in myself I can't really believe anything I see anytime, and let, let alone what I hear. Yeah, because like you said, it, it has eyes. to be revealed. Yeah. What I was going to ask you, though, you say that black people are cursed. Yes. I do understand what you're saying when you say that now, but I also think, I guess being under a spell is a curse, too, because I say yes. they're under a spell, because like you said, you can say something to a black person and they'll still say it's racism. They'll say whatever it is because it takes away accountability. Yes. And, but the thing is, like you said, I think as a whole, if we could all call each other out when we see it and when we do it, because I still love. do it sometimes too. No hate. You know, yeah. And not in the race thing, but I do it in other areas of my life where I still project it out to other people, something in me. Yeah. So what I was going to ask is, it isn't, it isn't easy, or sometimes I don't know the way to... Um, speak to a person because I'm not going to throw the God argument in their face, but how do you take, how do you remove that veil from, let's just say, black people's eyes? Because I notice sometimes. By being honest with love, perfect love. That's all the way. And not necessarily. They got to pause and take a look at themselves Mm -hmm. because all we can do is point the way back to how to overcome. Okay. And then they have to want to overcome. You can't make them overcome. And. But you I, have to love them enough to be honest. Mm-hmm. And what is the woman's role in doing that? It's to be honest. 
Like if there are black men, are, should we correct them? Yeah. If you of love, mm-hmm. you need to sit down, man. You just like your mama. That'll do it. <laughs> Is that the only way to say it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say, you, you sound know you like my it. friend. You want a nicer way of saying it? No, but you know how you, in, in the black community, and really, like I said, this is in every community, because Asians are, Isn't the women are, all people, are, we're all born yeah. in sin, but, every, but the world being. is catering to the blacks, and so they don't have to look at that, mm-hmm. and they're only getting worse because the world is using them to bring on destruction for their own benefit. Now, are white people not under that spell, and are they not becoming cursed now as well? Because they are literally well, they are cursed too because they can't speak up. They Correct. are afraid to speak so up. I just wanted to to clarify that with you because I was it it was revealed to me like, no, they're cursed too because yeah. they yeah. literally because if they were not, they would tell blacks the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I just thank you. You clarified Amazing. that. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, yes. You want to say something? Yeah. Not you. No, over you. Oh, okay. Yes. And then I got to give you these few things here. Yes. Just two quick comments. Uh, One on the police officer thing that you're talking about. Um, I feel like, and I'm glad this this is happening, like, in my life, just noticing how, like, the children of the lie, like, they're so fearless with their their beliefs and their evil and, and everything that they do, and it's like, you know, it's just like we have to be like that on the side of good. When you were born again of God, you won't be able to help but be that way. Right. Because you'll be guided by his love. And they, the people on the other side, they're cowards. That's why they have to intimidate you, threaten you, so that once you become afraid, they have control over you. But if you have love, they won't be able to cause you to have fear. They have to go away. Amen. Uh, and then one other quick comment, just on like the like the woman order of the family thing. Um, it's so funny because like I talk to my friends about like you know the order of the family, and a lot of them are like, oh like you know oh that's so archaic, or like how could you like you know oh men over women and stuff. But yet it's like, but we believe in the sanctity of marriage and like right. not doing anything like that. But they don't believe that, so it's like kind of like what the like doesn't make any sense. Just let them suffer. Yeah. You can't make them believe it. You become an example. Be the light. We're the light of the world. So just be the light. And they may see it. They might not. Let them suffer and die. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, James. I also have an answer to the bill. <clears throat> yeah. James lost a lot of weight, huh? Yeah. What the? <laughs> he was all fat before. <laughs> And then he started eating like a rabbit. You can see what he eat. He eat carrots and grass, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> or leaves or something. You don't even eat pizza anymore, right? Yeah, a little bit. Once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. I was, oh, I saw you one day eating pizza. Yep. I hadn't seen him in a while. He used to eat it almost every day. Yes. Okay, so uh, Robert Revis... <laughs> Gave a super chat on YouTube. Thank said, you, Robert. Why do you say the greatest sin is forgetfulness? If we are not in control of our thoughts, calling everyone forgetful sounds like a, a woman preacher. Oh, Lord. But, I didn't see that part. But. No, but what it is, when I say forgiveness, um, forgiveness is to 
let Satan take you out of the present. You know, like, while you're overcoming the thought, when he takes you out of the present by making you think of the future or the past, and then you forget to be present with God. And that's when you're liable to do something that you will regret later or you're guided by darkness. But when you stay present, then you'll be fine. That's what I mean. You've got to overcome the thoughts, and you will. So, so, so when I say forgiveness, it doesn't mean you're thinking on anything. Meaning that the thoughts have taken you out of the present where you're not into them. All right? I think that's right. Stay present. Okay. okay. Another one from E. Johnson in Super Chat on YouTube says, Tithes. Jesse, can, you get, give, can I get your opinion on tithes? Give me all that you have. <laughs> I work very hard. <laughs> That's my opinion. No, I'm saying. Give what you can afford to give. Make sure you can pay your bills, you can feed your family. And when you give, give in secret and give from the heart, and God will reward that. Don't let someone put a 10% thing on it. If that's what you want to do, do it, but give what you can afford to give. Not out of guilt, but out of love and in secret. You can't go wrong. E. Johnson continues, Also, I find it interesting how many women want you to censor your message, but have no idea how to say the truth so a woman would listen. Uh-huh. Great service. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, I know. Perpetuate. But it's going to get worse anyway because men hate women. They hate their mothers, so they hate all women. So they, the violence is going to continue. But if you don't point out what it is, I mean, it'll get worse, right? But if you point out what it is, it'll end. Yeah, there are people out there that going anything that you say, they're going to overdo it or do it in the wrong way. Like, yeah, that's because right. Satan got their mind and they... Right, yeah. and then it's just going to... That's all. But that's not a reason not to call out evil. Okay. But I, do, I think it's more than women that are evil, that's all. What? It's more than, like, women... It's not just women that are fallen. Who else is evil? There's a lot of human beings that are... Like, like who? <laughs> You, Who is evil other than women? I'm not going to pinpoint, but there's men, there's women, there's yeah, human beings. So are you saying men, men are evil too? Human beings in general. Are you saying men are evil too? They can be evil. Are you saying that men are evil too? I mean, I'm saying human beings. Are, are can you be saying wicked. you said there are others who are evil too? Are you saying men? Men are evil? and women, yes. It's not just one. So sex. you are saying men are evil. I'm saying that men and women both have the capacity to be evil. So are you saying that men are evil? Some men, yes. Uh, you Not perpetuating. Men. See? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about that. But any man that's evil is a woman. He has his mother's identity. Okay, got you. Thank you. That makes sense? Thank you. Come back to the mic. That makes sense? <laughs> I wanted to make sense to you because you're an amazing lady. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You agree with that? Yeah. Any man that's evil got it from his mother. 
It's not a man's normal nature to be evil. Men are above love, they are patience, they have understanding, uh, uh, they guide instead of do that kind of crazy stuff, right? But that's why they must be born of the father because they have the mother's identity. Born of the flesh, you're dying. Born of the spirit, you're living. You got to return to the father. Okay. And that's why Christ was born of the man and not of the woman. So that we can be born of the Father. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it makes sense. No, I, I that was a I like that explanation. Thank right you. Right on. Yeah. So you understand now? You perpetuating by saying men are evil. <laughs> I just don't think you can blame everything on women. Why not? All the time. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what? Speak it to the mic. Why not? Because whenever you say every or all, it's wrong. When God said all, was he wrong? But we're not God. What? We're just repeating what he said. So was he wrong? Does he literally say all women are evil? He said all are born in sin. And women are evil because of Eve. She, got, she has the nature of Satan. And say, men have to overcome the woman because they believed her, as Adam did. And, and they uh, has her identity. That spirit that's in her is now make a home in the man. But when he said all, he didn't say all women. He said that we're all born in sin. Okay. And so the woman is born of Satan, and we are born of the woman. Where does it say that exactly? Read, read Genesis. Well, it says the all, Adam and Eve story. No, I, I, I know the story, but you're saying all women... Okay, can you repeat that last sentence, please? All women are born of Eve, or all people are born of Adam. What happened is when man comes through the woman because she has Satan nature, we end up, the men, and the other, the other kids too, the girls too, end up taking our mama's identity because they're born of the flesh, and so they take on her evil nature. I'm going to think on this. You going to smoke on it? Think on it. Oh. Pray on it. <laughs> Pray on it. That makes sense a little bit, right? It's hard to accept, but it makes sense. Yeah? Listen to your man. All right. But it's a good question. I like it. A really good question. It's a good question. Yeah, because you're not just accepting it. You need to see it for yourself. So I like the fact that you're questioning it. Yeah. It's the right thing. Yeah. I'm just glad you're not my wife. <laughs> no plan. <laughs> just joking. Yes, James. Uh, um, I have an answer to the biblical question. If you're ready for that. Uh, oh, last week, biblical. Wow. Last week. What was last week, Chris? I mean, uh, where's Nick? Nick is never around when you need him. What was last week, Nick? Uh, does the Bible say... Oh, does the scripture say, see... Hunger and thirst for Jesus. Oh, does the scripture say, hunger and thirst for Jesus? That's the last week biblical question. Yes, sir. Hold on one minute, I'm sorry. Take the mic. I believe it says... Uh, Hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is 
Kind of the same thing, right? So does it say hunger and thirst for Jesus? Well, how can you get righteousness without getting it through God? Does it say hunger and thirst for Jesus? I don't know. I guess I didn't read the verse. Does it say hunger and thirst for Jesus? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> so you're trying to answer it you don't know? Well, I... <laughs> what? Yeah. How are you going to answer a question you don't know? Because I had another question that was kind of related to that. I thought it was a good opportunity. Okay. Oh, you could have just gone to your other question. Go ahead. Um, so it says stuff like that or, or fear God. I don't un- understand why it is relating an emotion to God. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, the Bible says, it says fear God a bunch of times, but I don't understand why it says that. But it's not talking about emotionally. Because anyone who has emotions are evil. They are evil, right? God is a uh, uh, dispassionate God. He's not into the emotional thing. Only the people that are into the emotion, Satan is their daddy. And, and that's why they can be made angry or feel good up and down, right? But when you have God's nature, you just live by the light. And it's not about emotions at all. So when he says fear God, it just means to reflect and, and uh, be grateful for what he has done. Don't forget him. So it's like a, a lack of fear for everything else, kind of? So what? It's like fearing God is having no fear almost. Fear God is just appreciating him. You're grateful. It's not like emotion feeling. Yeah, you yeah. relax sometimes and you, especially when you overcome that stuff, you reflect and you're like amazed at how your life has changed and you don't remember when it changed. All of a sudden you just realize you're not the same person anymore. Life is working for you. And that's what it means to fear God. Not emotionally. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to trick you like that. What? I didn't mean to trick you with the question. Oh, uh, that's a woman in you. <laughs> Data. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fine. Anything else, James? Uh, Mr. Sandman has a biblical question and answer, I guess. Uh, a biblical question? No, the answer. To the biblical question? Yeah, kind of. It's, is it? Or let me read it? it. Let me read it. It's in response to bi- the biblical question. Okay. He says, it was a super chat on YouTube. Thank you. We're supposed to hunger and thirst for righteousness. God is righteousness. Therefore, we hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit in Christ. Jesus is the flesh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Does the Bible say hunger? Wait a minute. Does the Bible say hunger, thirst after Jesus? I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a verse that says that. But I don't. I don't see the point. I mean, there's related verses, but no, I don't think there's a verse that says exactly that. And the reason I brought it up because I was talking. I talked to a lot of folks, right? And they said that the Bible is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You should hunger, thirst after Jesus. That's not true. Even though Jesus was is amazing, thank God for him, he was perfect in what he did. He's our brother, we're supposed to believe him, and in him we can return to the Father. He's our older brother. But what we are thirsting for is righteousness. We want to overcome evil and come back to righteousness, which is of God. It's like the, 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 uh, the Bible thumpers who call Jesus God, right? They, they're not getting anywhere with that. 
uh, Jesus is not God. He is God. He is the son of God. Right. But if you believe that he is God, that's where it stops. Your life will not get better. You will have no peace. You will not return to the father. And Jesus makes it clear he's our brother. We should hunger and thirst after righteousness. You want to overcome evil, return to righteousness. And we get that by going through the, father, through the son when we forgive. And he'll be our brother. It's just that simple. And the reason I brought that up because I know in the churches, the preachers are like Pharisees. You know, they're, they're uh, snakes. They're bag of bones. They're liars. They are, who is this guy that's supposed to come back in the end time? The Antichrist. The Antichrist is already here. Look at the pulpit of the churches. If you really pay attention, it's all intellectual. No souls are being saved. They'll feel good, but that's not salvation, right? And the preachers just thumping the Bible down your intellect, deceiving you, keeping you away from God. That's why I tell you, get to know God by knowing thyself. Know thyself, the kingdom of heaven within, you can know God. Because he'll show you that you're wrong, that you need to repent and be born of him. It's not intellectual at all. So, don't fall for it. Brand new biblical question. What was it, Nick? My producer. See, I don't like thinking, so I have other people do it for me. I don't want to forget. Uh, yes? Oh. Ready? Does the Bible say that Jesus was angry? That's our brand new biblical question. I hear that a lot. Well, Jesus was angry. And so my biblical question is, does the Bible say that Jesus was angry? Yes. <laughs> he, he flipped over tables in the temple. So I don't know if that was necessarily anger. And so does the Bible say that Jesus was anger? I can't remember. Have you heard the Christians say, when I tell them they need to overcome their anger, mm-hmm. when Jesus was angry, I got righteous anger. Yeah. <laughs> you hear them say that? Yeah, they say that, yeah. And so does the Bible say Jesus was angry? I can't remember. Right. I, I know he was flipping over those the tables because... Right. But I mean, he was displaying... What? In human terms, he might have been displaying anger in the temple. Displaying? Displaying, like showing that he was displeased with what they were doing. He was not of anger. How can he display it? Right. He had no anger in him. Right. So then that's what I was going to continue to say is that it's it's the human emotion. I know, but the question is, does the Bible say that Jesus was I'm going to say no, but I don't remember. So I'm just going to go with no. Right on. Okay. What do you say? You read the Bible, right? Yes. Okay. How old are you? 23. 23, okay. Does the Bible say that Jesus was angry? It does not say those words verbatim. What I remember is righteous anger. I don't remember which translation that was. Where does idea of righteous anger come from? It was an inspired... The Bible is an inspired word of God, so that was the language that was used. So what now? That was the language that was used. By who? 
The men that put pen to paper. They said Jesus had righteous anger. Yes. And and so you believe that. Uh, so you believe the Bible says Jesus was angry. Not the word angry as we understand it. It's a different. Oh, you mean righteous anger? Yes, because is, he was perfect. But he so, never. Jesus never said anything about righteous anger, right? I remember it, but I don't remember which translation it was. Okay. Uh, so you're saying the Bible doesn't say Jesus was angry? In the way that we interpret anger, correct. It doesn't say it. Okay. That's my biblical question. Amazing. Ramey, you wanted to respond to that? That's what your hand's about? Okay, real fast. I got it in. Okay. I'll make it quick. I don't recall anything the Bible say. That Jesus was angry, even when he chased the money lenders out of the table. He just showed the displeasure of his father. Okay. I appreciate that. That's my biblical question. Yes, Joel. Joel has the last word. Well, just two questions um, from the past that someone said. Oh, no, you said about the police thing. You said that the only way we respond to the whole situation is to be firm, right? Be honest with love, don't hate. And do we, you said, be firm in a sense of um, growing into it or trusting in it, I think you said. Um, what? You're basically saying have a strong foundation, right? Not be movable. Right. Oh, I so got do you. So do you, do you grow into that? Or you, yeah, you grow um, into it. When God take away the anger, you're going to find yourself dealing with little situations in a perfect way. You won't overreact. And with those little things, you're being made strong from within. Because the real us, the real person is on the inside. And so you're going to be made strong with those things. So when big situations come like that, you already have the foundation, and you'll see how to deal with that in the right way, too. You will not overreact. And they will see that, and that's what will work for some of them. Some of them just ain't going to change. No how? They just have to suffer and die. That's why I encourage people to deal with little things in a perfect way. So it builds you up for big things. Okay, and my second question is for the, the lady up front. She was saying that uh, when, or like for example, if uh, casting out the spirit, right? When a pastor does or a preacher does an exorcism and they're, they're trying to cast out the demon in the person, um, they don't necessarily say get out the room. They're like casting it out right there. So would you say that that there's a chance that she's she could be right in the sense of casting out the spirit even in a person is still a thing that can be done because it's still a spirit. It can be done, but it can't be done unless you're born again of God. So there's, do you think it's necessary to have to be like, um, in the name of Jesus, I cast that out or something? <laughs> but do you think... Do you think that there is, like, validity to that? Uh, because the pastor's it casting all it depend, out. Uh, see, the way we should live, we live in the presence of God, right? And if you're living in the presence of God, he would give you the right words to say at the right time. You can't pre-plan what you're going to say. And so if he wants you to say that, you'll, you'll say it. But he may give you other words that could cause that to happen as well. But if you're just thinking, oh, I got to say, in the name of Jesus, come right. out, right? Then you'll be waiting on that 
and say going to beat you up. But do you think that there's all? I agree with that. But do you think that there's always a a necessary like is is the action always should kick her out? Like what she was saying, kick her out of the house. Right, because if if there's a spirit that she's being possessed with, then it does need to the spirit needs to be dealt with, like the lady was saying. But if you just kick somebody out, which I do think that at times it could be necessary. But if you just keep the person are, out, I mean, you're not if they're with the out of control, you're going to be hurt in some kind of way. But everybody is of the devil until they're born of God, right? So everybody be kicked out of the house. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but you're but saying. if they're like crazy and acting weird and your life is at risk or your family life at risk, throw them out. But why not just cast it out in that moment? I wouldn't take like, that risk. Like deal with it. <laughs> they may not be ready to overcome it. But that won't solve the problem? If they were ready to overcome it. Oh, okay. So you kick them out because... You warn them, right? You know what? You need to overcome hell. You need to overcome Satan, right? But if they don't listen and they get worse and worse, you have to just throw them out of your house. Because otherwise they'll end up destroying you. So you don't think that that by casting that out, that will solve it, right? But you can't cast it out if they don't want it to come out. But the, the possessed people don't want it to come out either, though. That's what I'm trying to understand. Not not that I'm challenging it, but I'm just no, trying to mind. understand. Yeah, I don't. Want the possessed people, they they don't necessarily. Of course, they don't want it to come out. But everybody is possessed once they fall into the anger. Right. So just like the pastors call it out in the name of Jesus, that ain't working. But I mean, they do cast it. There's people who do cast spirits out of the, the body. It ain't happening that way. The people are just too embarrassed to say it didn't work. <laughs> I've seen some that work, though. I've witnessed it work no, before, though. It doesn't work like that. But I've, I've seen it happen. When you cast out spirits, you're not going to get the person all emotional. No, but you just... They're not going to be hooping and hollering and carrying on. And then you hit cast out demon, right? You got to calm them down so that they can see what's going on. Then it'll happen. But I've seen it happen before. But I get what you're saying. Though. I've seen it, too, but it wasn't real. <laughs> They went home and the devil was still there. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a woman on the show the other day. Pastor, I bought you oil. And I have been won $1,000. And I heard you say, buy this oil. And the Lord will give you what you want. And I bought that oil. I called, they sent me that oil, and the Lord gave me $1,000. I'm like, what the? <laughs> anyway, I'm so out of time. <laughs> Whatever, Joel. So the brand new biblical question, does the Bible say Jesus was angry? Does the Bible say that? That's my biblical question, all right? Um, so I want to encourage you all, get away from anger. Overcome anger. So you can overcome all this emotional stuff, right? Because that's how the world is controlling you. They keep you feeling good or feeling bad. Feeling good, they control you. But once you overcome that uh, anger, they cannot control you. They will try, the children of the world. They will try, but it won't happen. Really. So you got to overcome the anger. Overcome the anger. Stop overreacting to little things so you can grow and deal with big things. Stay with the silent prayer. I recommend it. Do what you want, but stay with the silent prayer. Do your little hooping and hollering first. Like, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Have mercy on my mama. 
And then once you calm down, be still and know God. And then you'll see the right way to go. All right. Um, thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to donate to Barn to the uh, uh, nonprofit. Thank you for your super chats and D-Live. And we will read them tomorrow on the show, on the radio show. Uh, don't forget the men's conference coming up August 14th in Orlando, Florida. Go to rebuildingtheman.com. Rebuildingtheman.com, all right, to order your tickets. They're going fast, so I, I suggest you don't wait for CP time. You know what CP time is? Color people. Black and brown. You never heard that saying before? Black people love being late. And then they love it so much they call it color people time. And now they want white people to be late. Anyway, get your ticket. And we are going to have church service in Orlando, Florida on the 15th of August. So the ladies will be able to stay for that. All people can be a part of that. All right. Any other announcement, Hermes? Okay. Thank you for your support, folks. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and check out our merch. All the good stuff. Right, Nick? Okay. Thank you for tuning in. And look, live your life. And, and what the other people think, let it go in one ear and out the other one. But you stay present with God, it'll blow your mind. All right? Be of love and not of hate. Not that emotional stuff. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you all for coming. Amazing today. Amazing. <laughs>